Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes y'all from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, where we are checking our colors. <laughs> the U. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. To support your local mediocre internet show, I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, is a bespectacled <laughs> Duchess of the Dorks, Sasha Pickle. Yeah, I guess I wore glasses for one day, and this went from a mediocre internet show to a, a Real bougie. <laughs> okay, okay. You guys have to give me a second, because there's something I want to do. Okay? Oh, God. Dang it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> now there's confetti. Everywhere. That was so worth it. <laughs> Chandra, darn it! We need a Chandra cam. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> Sorry, that was. Uh... You're picking up that confetti, by the way. I'm not doing that. I don't know who did that, and there's no video. <laughs> out, so who did that? Today is Monday, March 29th, 2021, the last Monday of March. 241 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1134. 1100. I'm sorry, 1135. Uh, this is the Paul Wilmot episode. Paul Wilmot. Played in uh, three games as a Texas Ranger in 1989. They were the, at the age of 30. They're mm-hmm. the only three games he ever appeared in. He pitched 2.1 innings. He has a career ERA of 15.43. The pride of Des Moines Area Community College in Boone, Iowa. Ooh. Paul Wilman. Man, if that is not just, like, the most legendary episode we've ever had, I don't know what is. On today's show, friends, we got headlines from across the state, including another big weekend of college football across the state of Texas and uh, a few other things, including a notable college football player who will miss spring practice. We'll get into that. And then back half the program, big-time guest. We're going to be joined by the head coach, the new head coach of the Brownsboro Bears, Coach Lance Connaught, is going to uh, – I'm sorry, Lance Connett. It's funny because I looked up how to you say it did. and then I said it wrong the first time. Lance Connett is going to join us. The head coach of the Brownsboro Bears going to join us, uh, moving from a very successful run at Rivercrest mm-hmm. uh, to go take over the Bears. So we will talk with Coach Connett coming up here at the back half of the show. And I'll have to keep saying Coach Connett's name to make sure. So we can practice. Because here's here's the truth. Okay, here's this is how we do research on the show. Mm-hmm. 
because I I've written Coach Connett's name before, but it's one of those things. Pronunciation uh, a phenom- is a different. A phenomenon sometimes. on this show. Yeah. Uh, that and and in my life that I write things a lot and then I never say them, say out, them loud out loud until it's important <laughs> that I say them out loud. And so I looked up Coach. And I was trying to look for like a video. Normally, you can find like an interview with them and stuff like that. And most and, of the time, it's with like a super local sports yeah, reporter that like has yeah. a really good personal relationship right. with them. First one I saw, they said his name was Kanat. And I go, okay, well, that's his name, Kanat. Then I was like, now I watched another one and they said Kanat. I'm like, well, crap. So I had to find <laughs> some other videos. Don't worry. It's Lance Kanat. Well, join us, the new head coach of the Browns, Roberto's joining us here back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Brent Homan, Aaron Flynn, and Ryan Smiga. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, friends. All right, Pickle. A bunch to get to today. Do you want to start? I'll give you an option. We're going to start with our headlines. Okay. Do you want to start with college football action or college football off the field stuff? Let's go action. Okay. Start with college football action. Because that already happened. So there is college football. There was college football this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to stun you guys. But Mary Harden Baylor won the American Southwest Conference. No way. For the 16th, has that ever happened before? For, uh, well, yes, it has. <laughs> Fifteen other times it's happened. <laughs> to be exact. Uh, Pete Fredenberg's crew uh, are champions of the American Southwest Conference. Again, uh, they defeat Harden-Simmons, uh, 23-15, a really good game. Mm-hmm. Harden-Simmons had some stomach for the fight, and that's a big rivalry between them. Uh, but that was a... Um, it was our Dave Campbell's Texas football game of the week. It certainly was. And, um, you know, look, we expect Mary Harden-Baylor to be a national title contender, and first things first is to win their conference. But Harden-Simmons gave them everything they want, 23-15. Um, the crew jumped out to a to an early lead in the first half. They dominated the first half. Harden Simmons made it real interesting late, uh, but uh, but Kyle King was very sharp in this game. Uh, uh, they did um, one thing that made this, I think this thing really interesting. Mary Harden Baylor uh, in the fourth quarter, um, they're trying to close it out twenty three fifteen, and you're thinking, man, twenty three points for Mary Harden yeah, Baylor there's... that's more than enough mm-hmm. because their defense is so good. Well, then. Arguably, not arguably, their best player, mm-hmm. Jefferson Fritz, uh, gets run for targeting. Uh, the 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 it's it's a it is a borderline call. I'm not going to say it was the wrong call. Right. It's a borderline call, but Jefferson Fritz gets run from the game. Harden Simmons, a couple plays later, is in the end zone. That Especially makes, borderline at that point right, in the game. Right. Exactly. So. Ends up coming down, uh, getting getting a little hairier than I think Mary Harden Baylor would have preferred. Uh, but in the end, uh, they end up pulling out a 23-15 to 15 win to win the program's 16th American Southwest Conference title. I'm starting to think that Pete and Fredenberg might know what he's doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, you, I'm thinking, that's I'm, a hot take Tuesday uh, listen, article waiting well, yeah, to happen. Listen, I, I, you know, you guys know I don't like to go, you know. Fly off the handle here. This might be the hottest of takes. But I think P- Pete Fredenberg might, might know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, so the uh, Mary Harden Baylor career are once again champions of the American Southwest Conference. Uh, other action. Um, how about UT Permian Basin? Yeah. UT Permian Basin uh, takes down Midwestern State 22-21. to And uh, Corey Hogue wrote for TexasFootball.com and, and basically said, look, uh, they're putting the... They're putting the, the whole conference on notice. Oh, yeah. conference on notice. And they were awfully impressive. They limited Midwestern State to just 303 yards total offense, which I know sounds like a lot, but is not by Midwestern State standards. Uh, but Justin Kerrigan, I'm telling you, he has been fantastic. And they, uh, in, in overtime, they beat him 22-21. to 21. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Midwestern State goes down, scores. Uh, they get the ball and end up uh, scoring a touchdown and decide to go for two. Yep. Um, and Kobe Robinson gets in for the uh, for the uh, the the game winning two point conversion, and UT Permian Basin five and zero oh. five and zero oh. that's insane and <laughs> looking very very good yeah so uh, and that also means that Midwestern State is is one and two on the season I know which is great, which is a not something wild. that you see often no very strange things very strange and so congratulations to them you can find other stuff on TexasFootball.com including our DCTF helmet stickers. Uh, where we hand out some helmet stickers to some of the very best players in the state, uh, including Cameron Ward, the quarterback at Incarnate Ward, who was uh, once again unbelievable, even in their loss to Nichols. Uh, this is very Incarnate Ward. They lose <laughs> 75 to 45 to Nichols, but he throws 39 of 65 yeah. for 470 yards and six touchdowns. He has been crazy. Uh, but yes, those are like Mr. Uh, Texas Football Player of the Week numbers right yes. there. <laughs> uh, and then East Texas Baptist. Uh, their win over Texas Lutheran, uh, a freshman quarterback, uh, Troy Yaman uh, from uh, Bowen Westbrook, was really, really good for them. So keep uh, go and check out uh, the helmet stickers on TexasFootball.com, uh, honoring some of the best small school athletes uh, in, in the state of Texas that are playing right now. Another thing, real fast to shout out, Ish and Shahan run the DCTF College Football page on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they're really doing a good job with that. So it's at Dave- DCTF CFB. CFB, yeah. yeah. Let's go check that out. So check that out. Um, okay, now to off-the-field stuff. Pickle, uh, where'd you go to college? The uh, the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. Okay. Go Mean Green. Do you want to give us a call? Call! Thank you. Um, there was some question going into the off-season mm-hmm. as to who was going to be the quarterback for North Texas moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some big questions, and I think that it really came down to um, it, it came down to what you thought of two particular guys, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Ani mm-hmm. and Jason Bean, guys who really more or less split time last year. I, Six, I think yeah, they couldn't really decide. Yeah. It was rolling with the hot hand almost. Yeah, at any more point. or less. Now. There isn't. There are other guys who are coming in, including Jace Reuter, the uh, the the North Carolina transfer, who will be immediately eligible. So he adds an extra element to that too. Yes. Well, the North Texas quarterback situation began to sort itself out last week mm-hmm. when it became known that Jason Bean is going to be transferring. He is transferring to Kansas mm-hmm. uh, to play for Coach Emmett Jones, who at least is the interim coach. Um, and he will have three years of eligibility remaining as he transfers uh, to uh, uh, to Kansas. Um, that was a surprising move. I feel like. Well, you know, look, kind I, of. I, I, yeah, it's 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 a little bit surprising, and I think people I think people may look at this and be like, well, yeah, if you have an opportunity to go play for a Big Twelve school, you go and take it, mm-hmm. and they're not wrong. But Kansas is in such a bad way right now in a lot of, I mean they're without a coach God bless coach coach Jones up there you know mm-hmm. we're big fans of him but they're in a tough way right now you don't know who their new head coach is going to be you mm-hmm. don't know what like who's going to be there they just kicked off Quade Arias Davis right uh I mean this is he enters a very uh, as Shahan J. Raja puts on text football very murky situation mm-hmm. there at uh, at Kansas but uh look he threw for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns last year he ran for a little bit um, he's a he's a quality player. He's a quality player. Uh, it'll it remains to be seen exactly how he'll do up there at Kansas because we just don't know what the situation is going to be. But now one would think that it then narrows down 
the um, the quarterback situation mm-hmm. there to uh, Jace Reuter, who I would probably call the I can the presumptive starter. I can confirm. I went to the the green and white scrimmage. Ooh, was, let's go to our North Texas Insider. Week. So I actually went to take down some notes to hand over to Sean uh-huh. for for magazine stuff, and uh, Ani was he was with first team. Okay. Well, so and he he looked he looked pretty good. Okay, so we will we will see what happens. But yeah, uh, it's definitely. Case. I mean, obviously, it was a scrimmage. Everyone's sure. getting reps in and stuff. But I do know that Ani was. I mean, he was starting the drives and and everything yeah. like that. So they might stick with what okay. they got. Who knows? But anyway, Jason Bean transferring to uh, Kansas. And then one other note: uh, this uh, from uh, a. Uh, a press conference, I guess a Zoom press conference that uh, Jimbo Fisher had. He dropped this little nugget that uh, Jalen Weidermeyer, the uh, the tight end for Texas A&M, uh, and I believe, let me make sure I don't put my foot in my mouth here. I want to say he was their leading receiver last year. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry, Aeneas Smith was their, but he was their second. He was their, Aeneas Smith's a running back, so if you want to say that he was their leading receiver, mm-hmm. then like, yeah, he didn't lead the team in receiving yards, but... 506 yards, six touchdowns. He will miss spring ball this year after what they're calling a, quote, freak off the field accident, end quote. He apparently cut his hand and will miss spring ball because of it. Uh, it, it, it required surgery on a tendon. Good Lord, that's painful. So now they, wow. didn't go in, they didn't go into details and they don't owe us details or anything like that, but they will be without their, you know, they're at least their most decorated receiving target right now. Yeah, uh, and who uh, desperately needs his hands. <laughs> yeah, that tends to be important, I would say, for uh, for, for playing, a receiver. playing tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, but Jalen Weidermeyer is going to be there. Um, and and so uh, Caleb Chapman's also sitting out while he's finishing spring. spring uh, he's, while he's finishing up rehab. That is not surprising. Uh, I know he was injured late in the game mm-hmm. uh, or late in the game against Florida and, and never returned. I think he's... He, I think he's... Caleb Chapman is, by all accounts, going to be ready for the season, but he's not going to be ready for spring. Demont Demas is dealing with a legal issue. He is. We'll see where he where he ends up landing as far as that. And then the other thing is Devon Chan is only going to be a partial participant, uh, not for any bad reason, but he's running track for AM. and that was a big reason why. It, it, you know, you go back to when he was being recruited for Fort Pitt Marshall. Mm-hmm. One of the big reasons he went to AM and because we want to run because they would say you can run track for us too. So he's running track, so he'll be a partial uh, uh, participant in their spring ball as well. But those are some news and notes from Texas A and M spring ball, and those are some news and notes, some headlines from across the state of Texas. <laughs> we are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Uh, If you want the 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hits newsstands, plus a year's worth of outstanding exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Subscribe. Uh, there's a low price point. You can see it there. Uh, I'm supposed to tell you to go subscribe. So go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the new head coach of the Brownsboro Bears. We're joined by low, uh, Coach Lance Connick. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are things in beautiful Brownsboro, Texas? They're great today. Beautiful day out here. Fantastic. Uh, I, I want to ask you about your move 
to Brownsboro. You've been at Rivercrest uh, for the past seven years, seven very successful years there at Rivercrest. And uh, you decide to make the move over to Brownsboro. You know, I know that in the um, in, in the introductory press conference and all of the things like that, uh, as you're getting approved by the board, uh, everybody had a lot of nice things about why uh, you were such a good fit for Brownsboro. Uh, I, I kind of want to take that question and flip it. Why was, why was Brownsboro the right fit for you? You know, uh, just in this, in this business, uh, we're in it to have a positive impact on kids. And I knew that I wanted to do that on a larger level, going from the 2A to the 4A. Uh, Brownsboro really uh, tugged at my heart through the interview process. I just fell in love with the, with the administration and the interview committee. And it just really felt like the right fit. I loved it. It's still got that small town atmosphere, but it's a 4A school near the Tyler area. Um, you know, you're you're staying out there in East Texas. Yeah, all of your experience has been out there in in, in East Texas, and and this is uh, no different there at Brownsboro. Um, I want to go back to your first job, uh, where you take over. You're you're promoted to head coach at Detroit in uh, at the age of 24 back in 2011. Um, yes. When you looking back on that, uh, there's a lot of co- most coaches don't get their first head coaching job at the age of 24. Uh, what did you learn from that experience? Which again, you had two very successful years there at Detroit. Uh, what did you learn from that that first experience of being a head coach? You know, uh, just to be very humble, I, I was very blessed to have a lot of really good players, lots of really good athletes, and I had some assistant coaches that, that did a really great job helping me through the process. And uh, you know, just how to be multiple, uh, really how to grow an offense and grow a defense, and also just to uh, how to how to coach different players in different ways and uh, be able to kind of cater to the different personalities. Uh, we're talking with Lance Connett, the new head coach of the Brownsboro Bears here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, you know, you were out there at, at Rivercrest, as I mentioned, for, for seven really, really good years, including uh, you took them to uh, back-to-back district championships, their first outright district championships since all the way back in 1981, which I know how old you were when you got your first job. I know was before you were born. <laughs> so... Um, I guess my question for you is you're, you're entering a Brownsboro job that, that let's just say is in need of a jolt, a, a program that's in need of a, a little bit of kick in the rear. Um, what was successful there at Rivercrest to bring them to those types of heights that you think you can carry with you over to Brownsboro? You know, I think just being able to cater to our, our kids and our players' talent level. I think, you know, the attitude and the effort level has been really good here at Brownsboro. I just think that, uh, you know, it's time for a change thematically and uh, just in the process of the everyday operations of how things were going. Uh, but that's that's what I'm here to do. I, you know, Detroit and Rivercrest both being kind of a, what you would call a flip job. Uh, Brownsboro, I, I don't look at it as, as big of a flip job. You know, there's there's been some really good years here, uh, especially under Coach Settle. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that the opportunity is here to be successful. Uh, do you have a feeling yet? I know you, well, I, I guess I'll ask this first. When when you first talked with your guys and you first, uh, your new players there at Brownsboro and addressed them as head coach, what was your message to them? What did you tell your guys uh, when it was the first time talking to them as Coach Conant? You know, the two things that we focus on the most is to is to control the things that you can control, and that's their attitude and their effort. You know, every day we're going to be presented with different types of events in our lives, uh, but we get to control the response. We can't control those events, but we get to control our response, and if, if we will handle those things with positive attitude and great effort, then everything else will take care of itself. 
Uh, talking with Lance Conant out there in Brownsboro, Texas, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Okay, so then, then give us a feeling as to what Brownsboro fans can expect from their team. What, what, what is this squad? Do you have a feeling quite yet on what you guys are going to hang your hat on? What, what is this team going to be about? You know, I think it's going to look a lot similar to what we had going on there at Rivercrest. It's kind of the same situation is that uh, we want to get those athletes back out, maybe some of those basketball kids, baseball kids that weren't necessarily in the program and therefore adding a lot more of our athleticism to our program. Uh, we want to get the numbers up. We're hoping, you know, we personnel the other day to have over 100 kids playing high school mm-hmm. football. So that's our goal, uh, just to be very multiple on offense, uh, being able to use different styles, running the football, spreading people out, taking advantage of what opposing defenses are going to give to us. And then uh, defensively, I'll be bringing my dad in as our defensive coordinator and just playing a very uh, sound defense where we keep and we read and react to be able to give our, our kids the best chance to be successful on Friday nights. Well, I guess you broached the subject, so I guess I'll just ask you about it, um, <laughs> which is that uh, you're out here plucking coaches. Uh, from 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 other jobs as uh, as, as Rick Connett's going to be your defensive coordinator moving from Prairieland to take over uh, there. Uh, he is your father, which means that you will theoretically be your dad's boss. So my question for you is, uh, how much are you going to hold that over him? Because I've got to tell you, if I was my dad's boss, I would be <laughs> insufferable. Yeah. Well, you know, we've actually we've been together for seven years there at Rivercrest, and uh, it was a really special uh, time in our lives that we were able to carpool back and and forth uh, to work together and uh, get a lot of our practice plans and details done in the car rides there. Uh, We spent a lot of time together and it's it's really a special dynamic. We get along really great. Uh, We we work well with each other and we're always kind of thinking on the same page as each other. You know, there's not many times that we butt heads and it's just, it's really a special opportunity to get to spend that time with your dad like that. Uh, as far as this offseason is concerned, obviously the past year has been very trying for a lot of people and, and, and for everybody involved in, in, in football and beyond. Um, you guys are entering now this offseason um, you know, with, with new voices in the room, new schemes to install. Um, overall, what are you looking to accomplish in this offseason, in this time right now, uh, to, to get you guys ready for the fall? We're really working hard to to develop our explosive and our explosiveness and our speed and agility. Uh, they've had a lot of really good success here in their powerlifting program, and we want to translate a lot of that uh, to our quickness and our agility. And, uh, you know, starting after our district track meet, we'll start getting into some of our spring football during the period stuff. Uh, and then starting in May, we'll be in our seven-on-seven leagues and just trying to uh, get them accustomed to being able to throw and catch the football a little bit more than what they have been. Uh, and, and finally, Coach, I want to ask you, you know, I mentioned off the top that, that you, you know, your whole career has been out there in East Texas. You know, you're, you're a guy who's, who's, who's got your roots out there in East Texas. Um, from your perspective, what is it about East Texas football that makes it different? What is it about that makes it, it, it special, uh, you know, when, when you're out there coaching it? You know, the kids are just great. They're really down to earth. You know, you good old East Texas country kids. Uh, they're bought into to the systems here at our school. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of outside interaction uh, with our kids and our school system. And so it's just really special that they, they truly do play for that logo that's on their chest every Friday night. And the whole town comes out and supports that school. And it's, it's really special whenever you get some uh, positivity going in the right direction and you're able to get that program on the winning track. Uh, the whole town, the whole school system, it really comes together to make for a special Friday night atmosphere. 
He's Lance Connett. He's the new head coach of the Brownsboro Bears. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the new gig, and um, and and be nice to your dad. I'll just I, I don't know what your relationship with your dad is like. It sounds like it's really good, but but I just got to tell you, as somebody who does have a dad and who would be so terrible to him if I was his boss, just be nice. To <laughs> yes, sir. I, I appreciate y'all having me on. It was an honor to speak. All right, take care, coach. Thank you. There he goes. Lance Connett, the head coach of the Brownsboro Bears, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, 10 years as a head coach and, and 75 and 38 as a record. I mean, a, a real rising star here in, in the Texas high school football ranks. Yeah, that the definition of 40 under 40 right there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a guy who, you know, uh, got his start early, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, he, he took over that, 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 that Detroit job there in, in 2011 at the age of 24. And I want to say, let me make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. Uh, I know he had two really successful years, but right out of the bat, yeah, right out of the gate, um, you know, they ended up having three uh, three years there, seven and four, nine and two, six and six. I mean, really solid for a guy who takes over a job at, you know, 34 mm-hmm. uh, or I'm 24, rather. Really remarkable uh, and, and, and a rising star there getting a job, get, making that that, uh, you know, going to four a there with uh, with Brownsboro. Uh, and, and, you know, a team he mentioned it, you know, Brownsboro is a program that that lately um, it, it hasn't necessarily been. Um, uh, a sunshine and daffodils for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they haven't had a winning season uh, since 2010, but you know that's when Coach John Settle, who's now at Sunnyvale, was there. But um, you know this is a program that's got some history. It's got some pedigree, uh, and 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 the talents out there. When you go to these these East Texas towns, it's not an issue of talent. It's a matter of kind of getting everybody and, and getting the breaks. The problem, you know, one of the things not problems, but one of the things he's going to be up against, and you know probably should ask him about it. I mean, he's in a district with Van and Mejia and, and, and Canton, and then he's in mm-hmm. a region with Pleasant Grove and Gilmer and right. you know and, and, and Sunnyvale. And, I mean, he's a good, good region. So you got to earn it. You got to earn it every week. But this is a guy who, you know, he turned Detroit into a, a winner, right? Mm-hmm. He turned. He's a builder. Yeah, he's a builder. It's it's he's, he's a, he, he mentioned flip. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what he's doing, and he'll he'll have an opportunity to do that there at Browns. And I think that the biggest thing that you could tell that instantly was when he said, "We have to we have to be reasonable. Like we have to address what we have." And yeah. I feel like that any any program that really can start from the bottom like that and build up any good builder like himself yep. knows that you can't just take the scheme that you were using that was successful at the old school. You got to fit it to the talent yeah, you have. Exactly. You got to help build out foundation. So we appreciate coach Lance Conant for joining us here on Texas football today. And now we go to, Af- we take two. And now <laughs> we go over, I wanted to get your glasses in there one more time. We go over to a bespectacle, bespectacle. <laughs> okay. God bless it. Just, here's pickle. I th- I think we j- I think that you focused so hard on getting coach's last name right that it took all your brain power. I think we should That's exactly we right. can just call That's it. <laughs> We're just good. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to new Brownsboro coach Lance Connett for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas football today. 